Hello, and welcome to the Health in Europe podcast. I'm your host, Greg Bianchi. We've launched this podcast to bring you the latest on WHO's work in the European region. Our region is broad and diverse. From the mid-Atlantic and stretching as far as the Chinese border, we work with fascinating and driven individuals and groups. This podcast is about hearing their stories and how they might impact your day-to-day life. Delivery of immunisation services is a complex process. Ensuring equitable access to vaccines is the responsibility of authorities, making sure that every effort is made to reach people and provide them with convenient access to protection from vaccine-preventable diseases. But in addition to this, the building and maintaining of trust through collaboration and communication is central to sustained demand for vaccines. Earlier this year, world polio was declared eradicated from Africa. This fantastic achievement brought humanity one step closer to globally eradicating a disease that once took millions of lives every year and still today affects many survivors in their daily lives. How did we pass this milestone and what role among other factors did trust play in helping us realise this accomplishment? Um, My role in the polio vaccination campaign um, was clearly to mobilise communities for uptake of the polio vaccines, um, engage with um, major stakeholders, key influencers, um, be it government, private, or community leaders that were actually playing a role in, you know, helping people see the benefits of, you know, polio vaccination. So these, uh, um, you know, these were the things I was largely engaged in. And again, not to also forget this, um, I was engaged in mobilizing and using the media, you know, um, to encourage people for, uptake of, you know, um, polio vaccines. Eki George is a consultant at WHO's Regional Office for Europe and recently worked on polio immunisation campaigns in Nigeria and Afghanistan. He explains what his role was in the campaigns as a communications and behaviour change officer. We started by speaking a little about some of the challenges immunisation campaigns can face. Yeah, um, speaking from the African perspective, and particularly Nigeria where I worked, um, the challenges, I would tell you, Though we had, you know, a couple of challenges, but I would say the biggest, I would say, among them is actually building trust and getting people to really see that, uh, you know, the vaccine is safe uh, because a lot of questions are raised by different group of people, especially on religious ground, especially those work when you walk in the north, in northern part of Nigeria. The major key influences, those who are able to, um, you know, bring their influence to bear on those who follow them. If you get them on your side, it makes the work much easier. So trust, I'll say, is very, very vital in getting, you know, leaving no child, you know, missed with vaccination. So trust, along with factors like equitable access to vaccines, is clearly an important part of immunisation campaigns. But sometimes people may be reluctant to accept vaccination, often due to inaccurate information. How can immunisation campaigns take steps to address any misinformation, building trust to alleviate doubts and fears about vaccines? Yeah, um, I would just want to recall a situation you know, that happened uh, some time ago in northern Nigeria where we had um, you know, very prominent um, you know, influencers, politicians, religious leaders 
who actually kicked against polio vaccines. Um, because of that, a lot of people stayed away. And so we had um, the result that followed was, you know, um, serious outbreak. You know, a lot of children were infected with, you know, with polio. And it became very important to see that um, these influencers, uh, these religious leaders, these politicians actually, you know, uh, come to see the importance of working together with um, those in the health sector and those who are also providing vaccines like, um, you know, the UN and all providing support, WHO. So, um, you know, the trust was what needed to be built first. And so different stakeholders, um, you know, meeting were called, uh, different platforms were established. And what that resulted in is the fact that um, those who were opposers of vaccines, you know, became allies. They were now the one championing and saying, look, we cannot afford to have children that are, you know, disabled or children that are physically challenged because of something that we can easily take care of which is just simply giving the shots to the children. And so uh, the moment we were able to get the trust from these leaders, um, it became much, much easier reaching out to people, especially at the rural communities. Uh, in some situations, even in some um, states in the north, in northern Nigeria, uh, we had um, you know, traditional leaders actually coming together to say, look, if you want to live in this community, this is a community we cannot afford to have polio. So... You know, with these leaders on your side, the work is much easier. So trust, again, was the word. What were some of the methods you used to kind of win that trust of, of these leaders? You don't bring them when you are implementing. So from the planning stage, uh, you're planning a campaign. They are there. These are the things we want to do. These are the people we want to reach. How do we reach them? So instead of... Um, you know, um, health, uh, frontline workers, development partners taking the lead, we allow the leaders to lead. So they take you to that community. So we have to take the back seat and allow them, you know, be on the driver's seat. We, you throw questions to them like, okay, what should we do at this stage? How do we reach this community? Those who were vaccinating before and they stopped, how do we get them back? So when you get them involved from the planning to the execution, implementation, and even the monitoring. So we also have to build capacity because for them to be able to convince their community members, they also need to know. So capacity building was part of it. And then building strong collaboration. So it is not just um, people talking, you know, over the heads of these people. Put them on the driver's seat. Hard work and winning trust has nearly eradicated polio worldwide. But how do these gains and lessons relate to the WHO European region, where polio has been eradicated since 2002? Does eradication mean that polio is gone for good? It doesn't mean that we should not stay alert, remain alert, and continue uh, the work towards uh, increasing uh, immunization coverage and uh, improving surveillance for polioviruses. 
Dr. Shaheen Husseinov is a technical officer in the Vaccine Preventable Diseases and Immunisation Programme at WHO's Regional Office for Europe. He explains that while polio remains eradicated in that region, there is always the possibility of a resurgence if we don't remain vigilant and keep up high levels of immunisation. There remains uh, one more uh, region in which polyvirus continues to circulate. Uh, you know that in Afghanistan and Pakistan, number of cases fluctuate year to year. And uh, the causes for that, uh, limiting factors for that, are conflict and vaccine refusals. Which is particularly alarming for us in Europe is that uh, we observe uh, emergence of uh, circulating vaccine-derived polyviruses in the north of, Can- of Afghanistan in very close proximity to the member states of the European region. And these outbreaks of uh, vaccine-derived polyviruses are reminders that strong immunization programs and surveillance is extremely necessary to sustain high level of coverage and eliminate and eradicate diseases. Uh, Particularly now, when health services are overwhelmed by the pandemic, and and therefore it's very important to balance responses to COVID-19 in the countries, uh, in the countries of the European region, with proper planning and actions to maintain essential health services, primarily vaccine preventable, primarily immunization. So we understand that just because a disease is eradicated in one part of the world, it can return if it's not eradicated everywhere. While gaining trust of influences in the public is one part of keeping immunisation rates high in every part of the world, what else is WHO doing to keep the European region free of polio? WHO supports country in maintaining uh, polio surveillance and polio vaccination programs, which the basis for which was established uh, back in the 90s when we declare the aim to eradicate polio from a uh, European region. It's first of all increase, uh, ensure that there is a high uptake of polio vaccine, that the coverage with uh, three doses of polio containing vaccine is no less than 95%, both at national and at subnational level, is effective uh, surveillance against poliviruses, uh, which includes surveillance for acute flaccid paralysis. It's a containment of uh, poliviruses, laboratory containment and uh, manufacturing facility containment. So these three uh, directions, three, uh, three areas of work, surveillance, immunization coverage, and polyvirus containment. This is what countries are doing and this is what we're supporting them to do. The victories against polio are hard-earned, and it's an ongoing battle to keep the virus from returning. But can we translate some of these lessons learned from polio vaccination, maybe to target other diseases? Yeah, I I think there's a lot to be learned. Um, You know, the polio experience is an experience I think, uh, you know, different regions will want to draw from um, in actually, you know, planning for say for instance you know introduction of new vaccines like the COVID-19 for instance this is one lesson coming from the polio vaccines don't let people don't take people um, um, people's compliance for granted you need to continuously educate and let people know that look we succeeded in doing this with polio another lesson again I would say we we draw from the polio experience trust so you won't blame anyone who says, I want to be sure. So it is the responsibility of both government, um, private individual health facilities, staff, everyone, to ensure that we build trust, uh, 
we let people see that it is very important. It is for the good of everyone that we get vaccinated. And the more people get vaccinated, we build herd immunity, which means we can fight the disease and even get it out. Here's what else has been going on around the WHO European region. This weekend marks World Polio Day. This year's campaign offers a chance to recognise the incredible achievements of frontline workers in tackling the disease, as well as working to eliminate polio globally. Last week, WHO's Regional Director for Europe provided an update on COVID-19 in the European region and warned about an increase in COVID-19 cases. And finally, WHO Europe and the Government of Estonia signed a recent agreement focusing on areas of collaboration in digital health and innovation. You can find out more about this on the WHO Europe website, that's euro.who.int. That's all we have time for. Thank you to George and Shaheen for speaking to us. If you'd like to find out more about the continued fight to eradicate polio, you can do so on our website, that's euro.who.int, as well as our social media channels. This episode was presented by me, Greg Bianchi. Thanks for listening, and until next time, stay safe and stay healthy.